and welcome to this edition of our York Ending Stigma Let's Talk Mental Health podcast. And today we're going to be talking all things mental health and volunteering. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, at York Ending Stigma, we're all people with experience of mental ill health, sharing our experiences to help bust myths, challenge incorrect stereotypes, and of course to end that stigma that can sometimes be associated with mental ill health. And today I'm joined by... We'll have to count now. Five. <laughs> Five of our fabulous uh, volunteer champions. Um, I'm here with Lauren. Hello. Miles. Hello. Reese. Hello. Vicky. Hello. And Holly. Hello. Um, so that will be us today talking all things. Oh, and I always forget to say that my name is Emma. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are regular listeners, you know I always forget and you know that I'm Emma. So we'll just start in the usual way by just giving a little bit of a background to our experience and our relationship with obviously the subject of volunteering. And so for me, I, oh gosh, I'm in my early 40s now. Um, it, gets, it gets harder to say this because when we first started this podcast, I was in my 30s. <laughs> um, I've struggled with my mental health um, since I was about 10 years old, probably younger to be honest, but I first recognised it when I was 10. In terms of volunteering, I've volunteered off and on since I was about 13. When I was at school, they encouraged volunteering. I've done all sorts of volunteering off and on and I still do um, today. So that's me, Lauren. Um Basically, I've done volunteering since about 16. I, um, yeah, I've volunteered various sports events. And now I know all like, yes stuff, so, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, Miles? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess my level of volunteering has principally been more over the last sort of three, four years. Um, my sort of mental health has, has had its ups and downs across my life. You know, I'm 53 now. Um, so I've had a, a quite extensive working life, but um, life took a turn a few years ago, uh, which impacted seriously on my mental health. And I have been very fortunate to use volunteering as a way to kind of reduce my isolation and actually start to become somebody back within society. Um, so, you know, it's it's exciting to be a part of it, um, but I take so much value by engaging in various different things, York Ending Stigma in particular, but I also volunteer across a few other things in the city as well. Thank you, Miles. And uh, that's something to come back to later. I think that, that two-way thing about volunteering, um, often volunteering can be helping others, but obviously you've already said about the great benefit mm. that you get from volunteering yourself, so that's um, something to come back to. Mm. Uh, but before we do that, Reese, how about you? Hi, well, thanks, Emma. I've been since 2016 and finding myself unexpectedly unemployed I've done a lot of volunteering um, I volunteer for a number of different organizations I've volunteered for York Mind I volunteer for um, TUV which is our local national um, NHS trust I also volunteer for um, pets pets therapy and Cinnamon Trust and a few others. But since I stopped working in 2019, most of my time has been spent volunteering. It's about being able to give back to society while I can. Thank you, Reese. And the sounds as though there's a lot of extensive um, volunteering there, so it'd be good to hear more about that later on. Vicky, how about you? Um, well, I've um, I've struggled with my mental health for some some time now, um, and uh, volunteering, um, similar to to Miles, is sort of um, I do work more or less full time now, um, but I think volunteering is a way of. Um, um, sort of giving back and then also like reducing like the feeling of isolation that that mental health mental ill health can um can bring with it um i guess yeah um and i um follow i've volunteered um on and off when i was like a teenager and um but definitely volunteered more as i've got older and uh, particularly with the York Ending Stigma um, and I most recently signed up to volunteer with the um, with TUV, um, which is the local NHS trust as well. Thank you Vicky and last but not least Holly. Yeah so um, I guess I've always been quite an anxious kid but it got really bad when I was around 13-14. Um, I've been volunteering on and off since then. Um, I think I seriously started volunteering for things maybe 
a year and a half ago um york mind and then yes and some other places and i found it to be really 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 positive thank you holly and that's already given me lots of things to think about Obviously, um, because all of us, by, by part of being part of this project, experience mental ill health. So the volunteering that, that you all do, amazingly, <laughs> for your Kenny Stigma, is of course related to the subject of mental ill health. And it sounds that Reese and Vicky, mentoring of Juve, which is Tees Esk and Weir Valley NHS Foundation Trust, which is our local um, secondary service mental health provider. So again, on a similar topic, but equally, um, some of you have mentioned organisations not at all related um, to mental health, or it would appear to maybe when we have the conversations, they might be. <laughs> um, but I think for me, what I'm picking up on, which I'll focus on first of all, is some of you have mentioned being out of work. So Miles and Reese, you've mentioned volunteering. Um, this is my words, not yours, but possibly filling that gap, maybe in terms of employment. But also for the rest of us, whether it's work or study, it's it's doing the volunteering around that. Because let's face it volunteering is giving up your time freely to do some amazing stuff you know it's a choice isn't it and I think for me one of the stigmas that I sometimes hear so I'm really keen to hear all of your experiences um, particularly Miles and Reese, is regarding being out of work for your mental health but oh how come you can volunteer oh you just want to do the fun stuff oh so you can't go to work but you can do this that and the other and that for me is a massive massive incorrect assumption and stigma um so i just i think first miles if we can come back to you is that something you relate to or something you've not experienced at all or people positive about your volunteering but that is something i've heard not personally but i've heard other people say about other people so i'm just keen to does that ring true i can relate to it um i guess for me um i was in such a dark place um that the thought of actually interacting with anybody scared the hell out of me, never mind actually having the responsibility of kind of taking on a, a, a paid role at the beginning. Um, so the, the volunteering that I sort of ended up going into was uh, essentially that. It was uh, a choice. It was my time to be able to, to do stuff because it wasn't regimented as in you've got to be in at nine o'clock and leave at six o'clock like a paid role or stuff or uh, you didn't have to be in the place so for instance on York Ending Stigma um, we can take a topic and I can actually do it at my pace at my level I can do it at home I can do it if I'm out and about so I think having that flexibility that sometimes the rigidity of a job doesn't do allowed me to, to regain some of those kind of social skills, allowed me to rebuild elements of my confidence, my esteem. Um, and because there was no pressure to deliver something, it allowed me to sort of blend back in because, you know, I, from a, a work point of view, I came from quite a, a high-pressured role, um, but that took its toll over a number of years. So I guess for me, having this flexibility of being able to do it is is really valuable. And the skills that I'm picking up are recognised because people are always saying to me, you seem to be here, there and everywhere. How do you manage to pile it all? But because it's a choice, the more actually that I feel comfortable, the more I'm able to do. So it's not that I will never be in a place that I won't take paid roles. You know, I do some freelance stuff now, but it's very much on my terms because I know that as soon as that pressure element would stick in and saying you've got to be here at a different time you've got to explain to somebody else so I've got a little bit of a sense of freedom I guess is the thing that I would yeah, take. Thank you Miles and just a couple of things I want to to pick up on there so I can see um, Lauren nodding to quite a bit of that but we will come to, to Reese and then back to you Lauren because I think you'll have things to, to add. I can totally relate with regards to the the pressure so I do work full-time myself but oh, you know I've got a fabulous employer right now uh, you know, and there is a little bit of flexibility, but obviously I'm contractually obliged to do the job, and you know, uh, it does take a toll on my mental health just because, not because of the job, but because of me and my mental ill health. That's how it is. So I can completely um, relate to that, and I know where you're, you're coming from. And something else I was going to touch on. Oh, what did you say? This is why I need to write things down, isn't it? There was something else that I was going to pick up on, and. Well, in that case, um, Reese, if we come to you, and then hopefully I'll remember what I was going to pick back up on. 
Um, how about you, in terms of being out of work and then you're doing a heck of a lot of volunteering, have you received any negative judgments from that or positive? What's your experience? After my mother passed and I was in a very bad place for my mental health and suddenly found myself unemployed for the first time in 30 odd years. So it was a major shock to my system. So the way I approached it is I attended a suicide prevention conference in York to see if I could actually face up to talking about suicide. And from that, I then got a role, voluntary, voluntary role with York Mind as a, a mentor to adults recovering from mental ill health. And that, that part of that was actually helping myself help others on their journey of recovery using something called the Recovery Star. But at the same time, I volunteered to be a voluntary teaching assistant at a local high school, which takes students which are excluded from mainstream education. So there I was um, teaching assistant to a young man at year 12 with autism and and therefore, what I was able to do is start to understand what stigma is like, what how people, how I experience stigma, how at this moment in time my mental health and my physical health are such that when I volunteer, I'll do two hours and I will be totally shattered. And um, from that perspective, I know, because I've heard these stories before, um, of other people experiencing it, that if you go along to the job centre and say, well, I volunteer for this and volunteer for that, they'll say, well, you're fit for work. Whereas my mental and physical capabilities are such that I doubt I'll ever be able to work again. Uh, thank you so I know I know it yes we are always so open and honest but Reese um, I do appreciate your honesty there and I do think that's something really really important is the mental and physical fatigue um, for people doing any activity whatever that activity is be it volunteering or work and I do think there's a lot of misunderstanding um, and personally it's taken me a long time to try and I still don't think I have to be perfectly honest and I've got to be honest is I struggle to accept the degree of my mental ill health. I really do struggle with that. But actually, for you to say you know that there's a two-hour limit, or maybe on some days, maybe it's more, maybe it's less, I think that is, is so important. But I do think a lot of people around us don't necessarily know or appreciate that, particularly if we don't vocalise it, because what does tired look like? Do you know what I mean? Or what, do, what does emotional fatigue look like? It's really hard, isn't it? Um, so I do um, really appreciate that and your honesty as well. So clearly for you, Reese, um, from, what, from what you said, you, you had uh, an experience related to suicide, but then you found a suicide prevention conference, which is something that has helped you and helped you get into volunteering. So in a kind of roundabout, <laughs> serendipitous way, um, that sort of helped you to, to do the things you're, you're doing now. So thank you for that. Lauren, when Miles was talking about um, being out of work and doing volunteering and the kind of the pressures and being able to do things at his own pace, you were really nodding along to that. So it'd be good to hear a bit more from you. <laughs> <laughs> do, do go on, Lauren. <laughs> ah, me and the job centre. <laughs> don't worry. It's not going. It's not going to be a novel. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, the I know when I was out of work, I've not worked quite a few times. Like the job I'm at right now is the first ever permanent contract I've been at. Been, been and, and how old roughly? You don't have to give your exact age. I am. I'm 30 next year. Okay. Yep. So this is your. So you're nearly 30, and your first ever permanent contract. Okay. So. And I'll be. I've been there nearly two years in. So yeah. Um, but. It seems to be like a stereotype thing that you should get a job when you're just 16 or whatever. Like, I was never one of those people. Um, I didn't know what it was then, but I know now it's social anxiety. Um, and I'm also autistic. Not a mental mental illness, but also it's quite important because you feel like you don't fit in, you feel like you don't belong, um, and you don't know why. And, and surely that's 
Lauren has got to have an impact on your on your mental health. So yeah. although you've said you know being autistic is not a, a mental health condition, mm. it's a neurodivergence. But the impact when you, you just say feeling like you've never belonged. I mean, crikey, that's yes, got like you don't. I feel I felt like nobody understood, um, and that's probably why I've not lasted long in a lot of jobs. But when I've volunteered in various places, I've there's been lots of more diverse people, if you like, yeah. Um, people different ages because I've tended to be in jobs of people younger than me my own age and the atmosphere has been quite bitchy but when there's been people older than me people different genders different like life experiences it's easy to get on with them and it, it is you do get a lot of benefit from it that's really interesting to hear you say that about the diversity and I suppose volunteering does put it put you into potentially more of a mix because I'm just thinking and reflecting on my own experiences because in the workplace employers do tend to employ people who are like them or you know if you work in a particular sector people tend to and I don't want to make too much of a sweeping statement but have certain characteristics or traits you know if you work in different trades and different you know whatever you're doing so like you say Lauren if volunteering it tends to more be for the cause doesn't it and if you've got all sorts of different people and you mentioned um sport in your introduction because I think that's really interesting because I'd be great to have more of a conversation about as volunteering about mental health particularly with all the stuff you're doing for your Kenya stigma is very much mental health focused but Lauren can you tell us a bit more about the, the sports one like it sounds great that you're doing something that takes you potentially I don't know out of that zone of thinking about your mental health. Um, yeah I'll just I mean I'll just say my, my current workplace is probably the exception to the rule um, with quite a lot of different ages genders well I say that in gender social construct. Um, but yeah, um, I've um, volunteered at quite a few sports events. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on any previous podcast, but I, I, I've been involved in rugby league for a long time. Um, I've both, like, as a supporter, as a, I've, I've played for a couple of years, um, way back when. I'm too broken now. <laughs> um, oh, blimey, not quite 30. Give, give us all some hope, please, <laughs> No, let's not do that. And, <laughs> oh, no, there's people shaking their heads around the room. That actually gets worse as well, <laughs> Right, brilliant. Yeah, disclaimer, don't play rugby league, it breaks you. <laughs> um, yeah, I've volunteered at Rugby League World Cup 2013 and what was supposed to be 2021, but was actually played last oh, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah, but which is quite good. Um, I was quite fortunate to get some really it's some experiences like you'll never get again. Um, is that it's brilliant to meet people like from across across UK really, and in some cases across the world, and it's just it's just mind blowing that like, people have actually shared the same experiences with you and you never cross paths with them. It's just. And do you know what, Lauren? You have just reminded me what I was going to come back to for Miles because I feel so guilty whenever one of you as a yes volunteer says this about learning new skills because blimey do we do a lot at your Kenyan Stigma. So right now we've got, and some of you who are regular listeners to our podcast will hear from Hazel quite a bit. So Hazel is in the room with us, but Hazel is doing all the tech support, recording of everything. So Hazel, as far as I'm aware, never did anything to do with podcasts before joining your Kenyan Stigma. And then I feel so guilty whenever a champion is like, yeah, I've learned some new skills here because I feel like, whoa, you know, <laughs> you're doing so much for us, which is amazing. But, you, but you're right, though, Miles, you know, when you said earlier about skills, I wanted to come back to that because it isn't just about giving your skills to help people. So, Reese, when you were talking about the teaching assistants, you know, that's you in a way, and I'm kind of guessing here, but using your skills. But then equally, you said about you learned a lot about stigma when you were working with someone with autism. So I just wanted to come back on that skills thing and and it's a, a two-way process because I do know that a lot of you here learn um so much Reese, did you want to add something just a, as that teaching assistant because while I was doing it I did an NVQ2 in autism so I could have a good understanding and I'd be, I was able to use that uh, that learning when I worked briefly for the job center but also what doing things outside, having that skill means I can suddenly recognise, oh, and know how to help, know how to assist, 
or how to speak to somebody in those situations. And you as well, Reese, have just sparked something in, in my mind. And then when we come to um, Vicky and Holly, because I'm aware we've not heard from you two for a little while, so we'll be coming to you shortly, is about a good volunteering experience, isn't it? So you've mentioned about training. I, I think, you know, for those of us who've volunteered over the years, oh, I've had some different volunteering experiences. I've had some absolutely fantastic experiences where I felt valued and included and supported and, you know, made a difference and had a say equally and again I can see Lauren really nodding to, to this and Vicky as well is you know it's so important so here um, for those of you who, who don't know if you're fairly new listeners so York and Stigma we're hosted by York CVS and York CVS um, also hosts York's volunteering centre so a lot of support is freely available so if you're a group or an organization or part of one and you're listening and you do have volunteers or you're part of the volunteering world or you manage volunteers there's some really really good resources out there um obviously i work for york cvs but they are amazing (laughs) so i'm going to big up looking at the volunteer center on the york cvs website because it's so important i think that you have a good volunteering experience and, and it's not easy, you know, part of my role, I manage volunteers. I can't be all things to all people. I've got my own personality. As human beings, we've all got our own biases. We've all got our own different things going on. And it's, it is really hard, you know, but having a good volunteer experience, I think, is so important as well. Um, Vicky, you were nodding to some of that, and we've not heard from you for a while, so we'll come to you and then Holly. <coughs> Um, Yeah, um, I think having a good volunteering experience is massively important. Um, Like the the volunteering that I've done so far with York End and Stigma, uh, like talking about the skills, um, what's great about um, giving up my time outside of my work um, is that I actually get to develop skills that I don't get opportunity to do so in my job. Um, because like for example like my job doesn't involve like doing presentations or speaking to the public um, and at York End in Stigma that's something that I've done um, previously um, but I've had <laughs> I've also had bad volunteering experiences too and it's just um, like I've volunteered in when I was a teenager volunteered gonna say don't don't mention who they no, are they, say roughly what they are because for every bad experience hopefully there's good experience yeah <laughs> i mean um i, I volunteered it as a teenager um like um when i was uh, studying childcare, i volunteered in a lot of schools and um some children's nurseries and stuff and some of them are really good at including you but then other ones like i'm not going to mention any names but um for example, like I was once shut in a cupboard and asked to cut out paper shapes for the children. Um, so it's not, it, it wasn't great, but, um, and it sort of put me off then going into the childcare sector after I studied childcare. So um, I think it is, it is important. Um, but like I do enjoy, I really enjoy volunteering for, for like York Ending Stigma. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to, because I've only just signed up with um, uh, the the NHS Tube um, to volunteer. So I'm really uh, looking forward to getting involved in some opportunities there. Um, because like I've had lots of involvement as a patient with the NHS and stuff. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to use my experience to uh, help improve services and things for, for other people. Yeah, that's so positive, Vicky, about those positive experiences. The negative ones, I think it is important to talk about them as well, because it's about learning and changing. And I certainly know in my role uh, managing volunteers, I get it wrong. You know, we're all human beings. I don't think people deliberately set out to do things wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, I can only guess, but the person who had you in a cupboard cutting out shapes, they probably just had their mind focused on, oh my goodness, these kids need these shapes tomorrow or, or in five minutes, and didn't really think through about how to make it more enjoyable, how to make it more inclusive. You know, why did you have to be in a cupboard? Why couldn't you be in the classroom doing it? And all of these kind of things. I think sometimes, you know, I'm not making excuses for anybody. It's... Um, yeah, we're all human, and ah, boy, boy, have I got stuff wrong. <laughs> I know that much. Um, so it's nice to hear the positive stuff as well. So thank you for that, uh, Vicky. 
And Holly, how about you? Um, I guess I related a lot to what Miles said. Um, last year, uh, around this time, I I got to a point where my anxiety was really bad, and I struggled to leave the house, and I, I had to stop work for that time. But I continued volunteering at York Mines, and it was actually the reason why I reached out to Yes. Um, and I found it really, it kind of gave me a purpose, and I and I felt because I think I. I mean, with the way things are in society, you kind of feel useless and you feel like, um, I mean, if money wasn't an issue, I I wouldn't work and I'd purely volunteer. But because um, there's just something so nice, at least in my experience, like there's a sense of community and it's really positive. And um, I've really enjoyed working with you all. And um, yeah, it's just been really positive to kind of have that. It, it's not overwhelming. I don't have the sense of pressure. That like paid work does, and that's been really nice. I think, and that's it's really important what you said about the if you didn't have to work and if money wasn't an object and the purpose, because actually what you're doing with your volunteering is really purposeful. I think volunteering can sometimes have a bit of a stigma as well. It's a nice to have, or it's a retired middle class person trying to make themselves feel good you know there's there's a lot of stigma around volunteering as well actually which is is something to come back to but Vicky I think you wanted to add something um yeah I just wanted to add and it it probably links back to the first point um that that you made um so in a previous job I was on long-term sick because of my mental health um but throughout that period of long-term sick I did um I did so I did I carried on volunteering um, and I remember emailing you Emma and asking if it's okay if I, if I carry on volunteering <laughs> while I'm off sick because I didn't I didn't know if there was any like rules or anything um, and um, just having that like I think it was uh, when we were going round York City Centre with the coasters and distributing them out. Um, oh, pre-lockdown. Yeah, pre-lockdown, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just having that, even though I was off sick and struggling with my mental health, just having that bit of time out the house with other people um, and away from the pressure of work, because there is so much pressure with work, Um just like Miles said about like um, the pressure of, of being in like nine till six or whatever, um, it's it's often like it's it's not helpful to someone who is struggling with the mental health and um, and just yeah, um, I just wanted to add in that that example of, of me being off sick and volunteer carrying on volunteering. Thank you, Vicky. I think for a minute, if we're going to stay with you and Holly, because I think this is really, it's so interesting because I can remember when you emailed and I'm kind of like, we don't, ha- I guess maybe it's with volunteering is more flexible. Like you each know yourselves best. You know whether you're well enough, you know, mentally and physically to volunteer for an hour with yes or not or what. You know, it's not for me to dictate. Do you know what I mean? It's not up to me <laughs> as to whether somebody feels like they can volunteer or not. Things go up and down. Um, you know, that, that's the way it is. But what I am so impressed by with Vicky and Holly is, so for me, it was a really, really long time. It was over a decade ago now. And, I can't, and, I, and yeah, 13, 14 years ago, 15, maybe, can't quite remember. The only time I've ever been signed off work for mental health um, was that time ago. I can't remember if I was off for two, three or four weeks. I was really, really unwell. But I was so worried. And you know all the advice is when you're off for your mental health, the advice is go out for walks, get fresh air, stay connected. I was so terrified and I had a bad experience with my employer in terms of, not in terms of my workload or anything, but in terms of being off with my mental health and them just not knowing what to do and all the rest of it. That I just thought, well, I can't be seen out shopping on a Saturday afternoon because, well, then why I at work? Or I can't do volunteering, I can't. So I literally became a hermit for that time and, I, and that did not help my mental health. So I just think it, it's so good that both of you, but I'm interested, Holly, did any of those thoughts cross your mind or were you thinking, I need to keep myself as well as possible? If you were looking to get back into working, or, you know, what can I do to help? My, like, I didn't have that mindset at all at that time. I was absolutely terrified I don't even think I went out for a walk. Honestly, I was just so worried about one of my colleagues seeing me and being like, well, you can't be off sick with your mental health if you can be out, in inverted commas, enjoying yourself. 
So lots of nodding from Holly. So we'll come back. To I guess I'm young in, in the sense that like uh, my like my dad comes to visit me and we're quite close. And I think there was a lot of pressure from him to like get back to work and, and keep going on. Um, I think he was supportive, and um, but there was still that sense of like judgment, like you should be working, why are you working? And um, I think one of the things of volunteering that really helped was, um, I mean, particularly with yes, was just, I guess, being around people where it's not just like, because I think sometimes you compare yourself to other people and like, well, they can do it, but why can't I? And then being around people with like a varied lived experience and thinking actually like the way things are isn't set up for everyone to thrive in and that's okay. And um, kind of going out and about, I was, I was quite like agoraphobic at the time, but I found going out like was best, like going for walks. But I think I did worry that like, you can do this but you can't do that and when are you getting back to work kind of thing I think that I've definitely felt that pressure yeah and Vicky I could see you nodding yeah um that them thoughts definitely crossed my mind when I was off sick but actually probably the worst thing for my mental health is to be like just sat at home like doing (laughs) nothing um so um Everyone's nodding. <laughs> Everybody's nodding. You know, it is ter- isolation and mental ill health. Yeah, yeah, not a good combination. Yeah. Um. So I needed to. I needed to do something. Um. With, with the time. I mean, I did go out for walks and stuff. Um. And like I said, I did volunteer. Um. But. I mean, if, say, one of my colleagues saw me or my manager saw me or something like that and they asked, well, why aren't you at work if you're out and about? I'd I'd say, well, physically, I'm not sick, but mentally I am. And, you know, I would explain that if you just want me to be at home, my, my mental health will get worse, you know, and it'll be probably a longer time until I can get back to work. So I'm trying to help myself by getting out and stuff yeah yeah i think i think and there was lots and lots of um nodding around the room um we've not heard from miles for a little while um, i've come to learn that if i sit in my head my head wants to tell me that i'm pathetic that i'm useless that i'm not worthy of anything so the volunteering opportunities allow me an opportunity to get out and do something and it stops me talking to myself or my head telling me all the negative things because it's very happy to invite me to be alone because then it can play with me. Um, But the other thing I was going to say is that what I find really interesting with volunteering is that um, the connection with people that you're working alongside, because they ask a little bit more about you, they actually start to share a little bit more about themselves. And you quite often find that it's a therapeutic thing that they can feel that they can chat to me because I'm not associated with the business or I'm not associated with something there. So it opens up a really two-way thing. So I bring some value by by being able to share some of my experiences about why I volunteer. And then the person actually turns back and says, I actually have had something similar to that. And it opens that way. So it, it, it kind of allows two ways. So it benefits that person as well because they can share someone about their pressure because they're just chatting to the volunteer, but actually it releases a lot of potential tension for them as well. And that, Miles, thank you for that. That reminds me, coming back to what Holly said about purpose and connection, but also you've just reminded something of me because I, and even though, and I know my manager listens to this podcast, I'm going to say it anyway, she already knows it's like, I am terrified of getting sacked from my job because of my mental health and even though they oh and Lauren's really nodding away there we've obviously we've got some experience haven't we Lauren um and even though my manager's like you're, you're not going to get sacked because of your mental health I've never been sacked from volunteering so you know it's got an appeal hasn't it volunteering <laughs> <laughs> so you've just reminded me um about that Miles I'm just thinking Reese and Lauren um we've not heard from you two for a while Lauren, you were nodding away to quite a few things that Miles said, and also when I mentioned about getting sacked, but, you know, crikey. <laughs> um, so do you want to add anything, Lauren? And then we'll come to uh, Reese. There's also, like, the element of volunteering with your workplace, but outside of the workplace environment. Like, so yesterday, like, when from when this has been recorded, 
I volunteered with work at York Pride. Um, and it's all, it gives like the opportunity to um, sort of spend time with people that you wouldn't normally get to spend time with actually at work, like from different departments. Even from my department, because of how like busy we are, you don't get time to chat with people, which is quite nice. I do know as well for, and it can be tricky, you know, um, corporate away days and things are a different thing from what you're saying, you know, there's a, you know, a big local event, York Pride, so your employer, you're going to be there, you know, that, that's a fantastic thing to be involved with. I do know there's a lot of um, employers in, in the city, in York, that, you know, want to encourage their staff um, to volunteer. I do know um, York Cares. Um, they do a like a corporate volunteering offer, and again, I'm gonna the volunteer centre here are gonna love me today. <laughs> I'm gonna replug the volunteering centre on the York CVS website because if you are listening to this and thinking, I want to get involved. Obviously, we're you know we're based in York because we're York ending stigma. We're fully aware, thanks to Hazel and the amazing stats, we're fully aware that people listen to us, and I can't believe this listen to us globally. Um, but there will be volunteer centres, you know, where you are websites you can look up, organisations you can but you know, I, I'm getting a resounding like, we're recommending this like it's good for our mental health and I'd just like to spend sort of the last maybe 10 minutes or so of the podcast just thinking about, um, for each of you you know, what other things you get out of you know, because you're using your time, you are freely I mean, blimey, we are recording this on a Sunday morning, quite early we've been here setting up, you've chosen to do this, <laughs> so it's kind of like what motivates you to do not just your volunteering with yes, but your other volunteering? It'd just be really nice to to hear that because from what you've all said, it's uh, apart from obviously Vicky. You know, we've acknowledged there can be negative experiences. It needs to be well run, that kind of thing. But in terms of having a good volunteer experience, you know, what is it that gets you out your bed and go into your volunteering? Um, Reese, is it okay to come to you first? Thoughts on that? Yep, I think a lot of it. I do mindfulness regularly daily and it's using the acceptance and non-judgmental because I also visit a prison once every second Tuesday so of course I'm seeing I'm interacting with a lot of people that I wouldn't normally work meet with in my society in my circle of friends so from that perspective it's giving back but it's also learning but it's also supporting people it's giving people the opportunity to speak to someone who's not an authority who's not in staff who's not going to report anything back unless of course it's the key thing there is the boundaries i've had loads um all the different organizations that i volunteer for have spent a lot of time on boundary training which is really important um so that that's some of the perspective of engaging with people yeah, and what does that give to you personally, Reese? How do you feel? Let's say you've spent, I don't know how long you spend volunteering at the prison, but let's say you've had your, your session at the prison. How do you, how does it make you feel? To, to begin with, I'm tired because I get exhausted really quickly. But um, the, the positives is you've, you've done something positive to help improve somebody else's day. For me, it's always a difficult question. Um, I do, especially when I visit um, young people, is you get a feeling of well-being because you've done something positive, both for them, and by doing that, it helps it releases some endorphins. So you just sort of feel, oh, that was a good visit. It's it might be fleeting, but you have that opportunity of that endorphin release, which you know I don't get very often. And I'm just going to add on, Reese, and I know you'll tell me if I'm speaking out of turn. I know for a lot of our York Ending Stigma Championship can be quite um, overly humble about your experience. Like, Reese, you're doing a, a lot of volunteering, making a huge difference, you know, by being on this podcast, all the stuff you do in terms of ending mental health stigma, all the big list of volunteering organisations you mentioned at, at the start, you know, um, you, you, I, I, I can sense from you that you get a lot of positive satisfaction and I know you've mentioned about exhaustion, mentally and physical fatigue, but I can see from you, and I know as well when I speak to you, when you've been to certain, because obviously you volunteer for lots of organisations, so you know I don't see you and speak to you every day, but when I do, 
you're so enthusiastic about having been to places and I think sometimes you can be a bit self-depreciating um, so just um, hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn but you know you do amazing volunteering and I can see the positive impact it has on your mental health as well at times um, so yeah thank you for that Vicky how about you like what what is it that you know that I guess you know what gets you out of, out of your bed and volunteer? Like I've said, I've said you know we're here on a Sunday morning. Something's made you volunteer. <laughs> what is it that that does that for you? Uh, well, for York End and Stigma, it uh, for me um, it is about um, you know because I've experienced because well I'm still experiencing I mean mental ill health. Um, it's just. Um, I want to help. I want to help end that stigma. I want to, because if I can do something that makes either myself or someone else feel a bit more comfortable about talking about the mental health, then, then, um, that's, that gives me a great deal of satisfaction. And, um, yeah, um, it's, it's also like, it's really good for my own mental health as well, like getting out, um, meeting other champions and uh, getting to know them and just having a laugh and things like that. Um, and it also gives me a sense of identity as well because uh, like 15 months ago now <laughs> I became a mum. So um, it's really important for me to... Um, to sort of remember that I am my own person and um that's why I like getting out of the house and meeting people and stuff and just having a bit of a, a different discussion and things um that it's not about oh oh did your baby sleep through one stuff <laughs> I know Holly asked me at the start but it wasn't a long <laughs> conversation whereas like often like I get out to play groups and things like that but the talk is always about your baby <laughs> it's never about anything else so it's really it's really refreshing for me to come to these things to do uh, to work on events and um, projects with York and Stigma because yeah it, it gives me yeah like I said a, a sense of identity and that I am my own person and I can I can do things as well as be a mum and stuff yeah, yeah. so and I think what you said as well, Vicky, because let's face it, you know, our project exists because we have been stigmatised and discriminated against. Not fun. But like you said about having a laugh, we do have a laugh when we're doing things. And once or twice a year, we do try to have a decent social as well. So we get that opportunity for downtime. And I think that's really important as well with volunteering. It can't just all be about the task. We've got, do you know what I mean? If it's not enjoyable, well, why would you bother turning up? So um, that's really important. Um, thank you, Vicky. Holly, how about you? What have been the benefits for you? And you don't just have to talk about your Kenny Stigma, you know, all the volunteering you've done. I think you mentioned your mind. Um, you know, what's been the benefits for you? I guess a, a kind of combination of everything everyone said, really, like the the purpose, definitely. Like I feel I have a reason to get out of bed and I have a reason to leave the house and I feel good about doing that. And um, the community as well, um, kind of connecting people and being around people and having these really positive experiences and um, it kind of with anxiety I, I feel often like I can't do anything I just feel completely unable to do anything and then but I am able to do things and it kind of makes me feel better and reassures me and it helps that become more manageable and um, yeah definitely the satisfaction from helping people with York Mind I volunteer with young people who um, also struggle with like their mental health and well-being and I just kind of think that like everyone needs someone and um, oftentimes the kids um, don't have that person and I think places that offer that and York Ending Stigma as well, like they do so much positive and do so much good and I think it it needs to be there and it needs to continue and, and they need people there. I mean, the sector's I mean, struggling at times. and well, Don't get me started on a rant about that, Holly. <laughs> whole other podcast for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah really, really important points and what you said as well about listening and what you said earlier about your volunteering is 
people with similar experiences you maybe not encounter because again a part of a part of our work is we want people to have conversations about mental ill health because we often don't know that other people are going through the same things you know more conversations are happening in workplaces and different settings it's got to be safe it's got to be appropriate you know when we're at we're at work we're at work to work you know if we're an event we're at a friend's wedding or whatever you know we're not going to start talking about mental health it, it, it's about having those spaces isn't it where we can have those conversations and, and that's something that volunteering is providing um, for people so that's really important um lauren how about you what's what's your reasons for volunteering what do you get out of it um if, i guess the probably changed over the years because it used to be i used to be <laughs> to be honest, totally honest when i first started volunteering <coughs> at the rugby because it was for um, local rugby team, it was like, you can volunteer, get into nothing. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think, Lauren, just to come in on that, I think it's really, really important to acknowledge that we all volunteer for different organisations for different reasons over different times. And it's about, as well, not being precious, you know, with, with organisations, because I'd rather have, in inverted commas, the right volunteer at the right yeah. time. You know, champions at yes, come and go. And champions say, actually, this isn't for me. You know, if somebody would rather, I'm not going to name organisations because it's not fair, but, you know, if, if people would rather work for X, Y, or Z, I said work, volunteer, for X, Y, or Z organisation in York, good for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, if your Kenyan stigma is not right for someone, there's no point holding, and again, for any organisations listening, because unhappy volunteers doesn't help your cause, <laughs> you know, and if people, it's about having people in the right place. I think really important that, Lauren, you know, what motivates and incentivizes people to volunteer is different things, you know. Um, so anyway, carry on. I interrupted you there, but carry on, Lauren. But yeah, that kind of um, changed like that when I was doing that volunteering role. It blurred the lines between what's volunteer, what voluntary work and what's paid work. Um, so yeah, but I suppose the opinion is different. It's kind of like I don't want anybody to feel like how I felt. Uh, but just as a generally, it gives me a purpose. I'm also quite fortunate in the fact that I have a job that gives me purpose. And I think as well, Lauren, because you've been a champion for, I think, four years now, or get, getting on for four years, around, around roughly four years, I have seen you positively, massively change, like really positive. You're saying you've had your first job, um, permanent contract um, ever, you're almost two years into that. You have changed so much as a person since, and, and it's not just because of the yes volunteering, it's all the other volunteering you've done, finding the right workplace. And in a way, we haven't got time, and I'm always really overrun with these podcasts, so, and, and Hazel, quite rightly, I'm being looked at. But I do think volunteering as a stepping stone into work as well, but for what we've said about, you know, the different pressures and things like that, um, I do think, well, that'd be a whole other podcast. <laughs> but Miles, how, how about you? Any sort of final thoughts on and in terms of breaking down stigma, because I have my own experiences of being homeless, of living in addiction, living in recovery, um, dealing with my own serious mental ill health, um, just when people ask about me, um, I just am able, and I'm quite open about my own experiences of those. So I'm sort of breaking down the stigma around those different things as well, just by speaking out. And then it allows other people to say, oh, tell me more about that homeless bit or whatever, whatever it may be. So it's that it's that connection. But what I love is the, the the variety of people that I've come across, you know, from you know some some quite famous people to people in the street to people that I used to work with that haven't seen me for twenty years, um, to people that actually just say to me every time I come into touch with them, "Why are you still happy? Why aren't you miserable like everything else?" And it's just because I have that variety because I do volunteer in, in a few different things, and it keeps me fresh. It keeps me the purpose to get up on the mo you know to get up and come out and do something and actually see, uh, if you like, a result of it. So being part of the team. York ending stigma it's great because we're just one com I'm one component in it but you get to be a part of a society again so there's, there's so many benefits but I guess for me it's it's I've met people that I would never in a million years have got to meet and be able to have conversations that I've never been able to do and from someone coming from a very isolated place for for quite some time to even just talk about that is quite frightening when I put the list of things and opportunities I've had through volunteering it really is quite staggering that that is who I am today to where I was four or five years ago so and that is down to volunteering 
And thank you so much for Ma that, Miles. And one thing you've reminded me of, because you don't do this, you do the exact opposite. You're, you're, you're very open and open-minded with these conversations. It's something that we do talk about quite a bit at Your Kin Stigma, is not being competitive like not competing in our mental illness and not competing in our volunteering, not competing in your championing. You know, we've all got different, like, you know, Reese, you at the start, you said, you know, you get really fatigued after a couple of hours. That's going to make a difference. You know, Vicky, you said, I think your words were almost full-time work. <laughs> so whether <laughs> whether that's a couple of hours shy of 37, I, I think, um, um, you know, you've got, we've each got so many different things going on. I think it's so, so important for people listening is it's doing what's right for you when it's right for you. And Reese, you mentioned mindfulness. I don't think you said the word compassion. You might have done, but it's those kind of things, isn't it? So I just really wanted to echo that. You know, we're saying what works for us. You know, pick and choose what works for you and do what's right for you. And competitiveness doesn't seem to doesn't seem to benefit our mental health. Everybody around the room seems to be agreeing with that. As usual, we're probably way over time. Um, but before we do um, end today's conversation, is there any burning thing that anybody didn't get chance to say on mental health and volunteering? Reese, go on. Just, just a quick one. The, with the volunteering with Yes, um, I was able to get involved in a potentially life-changing project um, where a group of us developed a documentary sharing our lived experience of suicidal thoughts, but also, most importantly, how to keep safe, how we keep each, how we keep ourselves safe. If you're interested, it's um, the film's called Why, and there's a link to a trailer on the York Ending Stigma website. Thank you, and I feel like everybody's been doing like you know this podcast is not meant to be an advert for yes, but it's like <laughs> I feel in this really strange position where it's like everybody's saying really positive things, and I guess it shows the nature of my mental ill health as well. It's like oh gosh, this is very strange. But you've all done an excellent job. But like I, th I don't need a job. You're all plugging the work. Um, so yes, Reese, you're right. Um, I mean, people are very free to go to our website and have a look at all the different. Um, projects that we do or very much the clock is being looked at I've got no idea what time we're on it is terrible of me on that part um, so I think all that's left for me to say is thank you very much um, to our listeners for listening to us and thank you very much for our champions with us today so thank you Lauren thank you Miles thank you Reese thank you Vicky thank you Holly and thank you for me thank you <laughs>